Good morning, Super Kicking with Stephen fans. Uh, happy to be you. Happy to be with you. Uh, it's been <laughs> a little bit, a few days extra just because of the Elimination Chamber. We went live last week on a Wednesday and just to get a chance to talk it up the next day, but that's okay. Um, pretty predictable stuff. Not a lot happened that really is changing the course of anything. Um, so, but uh, we got my partner over there, the Greg One, talking it up. Uh, let's just get into it. I think we have not been here since this came up, Greg. So there it is. Undertaker is our first official inductee into the WWE Hall of Fame. I mean, well-deserved. I said it all along. He should be by himself, honestly. I wish they could do like Andre the Giant style. There are other names being rumored, so I don't think he'll be the only one, but I feel like he'll be the one. He's obviously headliner. Uh, it's weird because they're doing the Hall of Fame after SmackDown. So you wonder if they'll just do, you know, a couple, maybe Undertaker and somebody else, or, you know, really, you feel like you're off the short some of it. Um, our last call question, Greg, we will bring that up later. As you can see, we're all probably alluding to for that one, um, you know, possibly who should induct him. So we'll leave that to the end. But, I mean, The Undertaker, greatest character of all time, just did everything the right way you know, inside and outside the ring, uh, politically, <laughs> politically beliefs aside, you know, personality aside, but showing up at Bad Bunny now, showing up to Pitbull's concert. So he is ready to do retirement the right way, Greg, I could tell. So um, I guess the question is, do you think he'll ever do anything backstage wise, or do you think he's comfortable doing what he's doing now? I think he'll be around um when you've been it as long as he has what well, three somewhere between three and four decades now mm -hmm. that you'll never be completely removed from the business he's going to enjoy retirement i'm sure yeah. um like seeing him pop up you know here and there at the ball game or the racetrack or wherever he's doing yeah. um and i'm sure he'll he'll be backstage at some shows you know when they come to texas or if he happens to be in the same place at the same time as they are and just kind of letting the the new kids bend his ear give advice and then everything like that but will he have a week-to-week -week job no is he going to take up a office in titan tower no um but you know i think the guys in the back will have his number in case they want to talk to him about, you know, their gimmick or how to make themselves better or something like that. So he'll be available to the guys in the back without physically being there. Because yeah. um, I think he'll still be a student of the game. He's still going to watch the new crop and, you know, he'll have his things to say about it. So, you know, aside from the spot appearance here and there, um, He's not going to be a consistent feature on WWE programming anymore. But to everybody, he still loves the business. You can't do this for 30, 40 years without an intense love of the business. And he's going to be available to all the guys and girls in the back if they want his uh, input. Awesome. Uh, it looks like Big Ben is in our chat. He said he met some great people this weekend at the fights, including Undertaker and Dana Brooke. Yeah. Um, if there was, I believe that was nice. a UFC fight because I think Dana Brooke is engaged to a UFC fighter. So I'm not surprising that she was kind of there 
mail it around and, you know, um, hanging out or whatever. So um, how about this one, Greg? Um, should Michelle McCool be inducted at this? Not, you know, obviously at the same time, but um, do you think that maybe Michelle McCool gets a nod this year? No. no. Um, because then it makes it. A... No. Um, okay. I know she, she's a. She was a big part of the transition from divas to, you know, the divas era into yeah. the era we have now. Um, but she really hasn't done much that was memorable aside from step out of the era of bra and panty matches and having legit matches. Um, aside from the whole lay cool gimmick with her and Layla, she really wasn't that memorable. I can't think of matches that she had that were barn burner type matches. So in that aspect, she was one of many um, because she wasn't the only one who helped that evolution from the divas era into the current era. Um, you know, her contributions to be recognized and, um, but hall of fame. No, I mean, there's a lot. Of, Sorry, go ahead. No, there's a lot of women I would put ahead of her before thinking of her as a, a hall of fame entrant. I was going to say, yeah, that probably is that weird gap years, like, between the Attitude Era or, like, you know, the Ruthless Aggression Era to that whole PG Era, you know, that weird um, yeah. gap years. So, like you said, like, cool, uh, you know, Maria was kind of in that weird, gen, you know, gap years. Because um, yeah. the Bella Twins, I feel like they kind of, they almost overlapped that, too. But, of course, they were, they kind of went above and beyond everybody. I mean, just with outside the ring and inside the ring. So, that kind of, you know, yeah. that whole total... and. Even that total divas crop, you know, I mean, we still forget. I mean, I think Carmel was part of that first season, and um, I thought Dana or somebody else was that. Mandy Rose was part of that first crop, which is funny to think. But um, yeah, I didn't know. I I feel like she'll probably get in. I mean, you know, there are probably are more deserving, but at the same time, you're probably waiting for some of those women. I mean, like Victoria, that's a name that always comes up. You know, why hasn't Victoria been in? Because she just really stepped above what she should have been. You know, something yeah. like that. So, um, we'll see. And you China's know. still not in. Oh, she's never getting in. Unfortunately. I think that's why <laughs> I mean, it is what, it, you know, unless, you know, unless Vince goes away completely. But, I mean, even Triple H, I think he's tried to vouch for her. But, you know, it's, I think that's why they did her with U DX. Because in that puts her in but doesn't you know necessarily put her on her own so um yeah mm -hmm. but definitely well deserved i mean it makes sense it's in texas uh, i think some people were vouching for the rock but i think if you're going to do the rock it's probably next year if you're in la i mean the yeah. rock or batista that i still think that needs to be your one of your headliners I, and if the rock is wrestling i'd probably wait a year you know if he's going to be at WrestleMania, I give it a year. So I, I probably think Batista might be your big, um, your big star for next year because he isn't in yet. I think he kind of denied last year just because he wanted to be in front of the crowd. Um, but you know, I think Batista should be in um, def definitely next year. So.
Um, yeah. Oh, uh, what else we got? Next up, well, uh, I guess we finally saw the writing on the wall, Greg. Hey. Audio now. Um, he actually wanted to stay. That's what I'm reading. He he really wanted to stay. You know, you know, make that paycheck. I mean, it sounds like AJ Styles got a pretty good deal. Sami Zayn got a good deal. Kevin Owens got a good deal. Uh, Cesaro's, you know, pretty much right up there in terms of ability. Now, I don't think they hold him in that regard, obviously. But so it's going to be interesting to see where he pops up next. And, you know, I'm sure, well, he's free. So he could show up as early as Wednesday night on, you know, um, Dynamite. I don't know, Greg. Do we see him there yet? No, I mean not anytime soon. Uh, I'd, wait I'd wait till after maybe double or nothing. Let him do some independent stuff, and then have then they that big pop up. I don't know. What do you? What are we thinking? Yeah, uh, his his career takes such a, a nosedive lately with how they how they're booking him, plus his shortcomings as far as not being good enough on the mic whether that's just his natural you know the way he is or the material they gave him to put over um for whatever reason it didn't work and if you can't take care of business on the stick uh you can be the best performer in the on the planet and you you're not going to get over you're not going to get the tv time you're not going to get quality matches um because you know as sports entertainment you have to be able to do everything um you know he had great matches i can't think think of one stinker that he's had but uh they've been you know basic matches and aside from a handful of matches uh like during the seth rollins feud um he really didn't get a chance to stand out the, those couple matches he had for roman reigns before that took a uh, abrupt end uh you know there wasn't much memorable over the last couple of years that you know he could really sink his teeth into so um he needs to take the time to you know reinvent himself uh accentuate what he does best and then hopefully AEW will recognize that and you know play on that instead of um you know, burying him on the card and, you know, they'll figure out a way to use him better than WWE is. So where is letting him speak and say what he wants to say or giving him, a, giving him a manager, put him in a stable. Uh, he's a talent that needs some spotlight. So uh, I'm sure the next organization is going to do a lot better job. Well, when we think back, so WrestleMania 30, he wins Andre the Giant at a Royal. And you gave him Paul Heyman, and then that just kind of blew up. You know, you never like who's to say if you give him that actual chance, what does he do with it? You know, like because they kind of just they didn't go all in like they should have the night after Mania. So I thought they kind of turned. You know, they had Heyman cut a heel promo for him, but he you know picked up the big show, dumps him out. He was got the biggest one of the biggest pops, baby face reactions. You had everything there on a silver platter, and you just didn't roll with it. Um, I mean, now, granted, he he kind of salvaged it with the bar. I mean, who would have thought, you know, him and 
Sheamus, yeah. you know, put together him and Tyson Kidd. Um, and I mean, in a way, like some people said, at least his last WrestleMania match, he went out with a bang. I mean, <laughs> what more could you ask for <laughs> going against Seth Rollins, one of your best friends, and uh, you know, pulling out the airplane spin? You know that that or the UFO, whatever they call it, they, he hasn't you know ever pulled that out. So, mm-hmm. uh, and then like you said, you know, doing a couple of matches with Roman. And unfortunately, Brian Danielson leaves and uh, doesn't keep to, you know, keep, you know, give him a little, little rub in Vince McMahon's ear to keep him going. But, um, yeah, we, we pretty much saw it. Now, you know, like I said, it is interesting that he wanted to stick around. Um, I feel bad for Xavier Woods. All the party is gone now. So what's Xavier Woods going to do? Um, <laughs> you know, and it, it is interesting, yeah. too, how Kofi and Big E keep being referred to as Kofi and Big E and not New Day, but, you know, hopefully that's just a little blip in the road right now. So, uh, like you said, I, I, you know, I think maybe doing just sit back, like you said, working on, I just don't know how he could reinvent himself because he is who, you know, he kind of is who he is. And I think that's what he wants to be, you know, let him shine like that, you know, maybe put him in with Tully Blanchard and FTR, you know, hard nosed yeah. guys that just work. You know, almost like a four horseman, uh, where he's whatever, he's probably the Tolly Blanchard or something like that. So um, I would like to see that, you know, and kind of see where he goes. Um, but I, I think maybe, like I said, maybe after double or nothing or, you know, leading into double or nothing, maybe he's the battle royale. Because um, some people brought up what better way than him to grab the bar- brass ring, <laughs> you know, like literally to really, kind yeah. of, you know, most times we don't, you know, the, the now you do wonder with Cody Rhodes going from AW if that would be a thing to do. Because it sounds like now AW is like, okay, Cody Rhodes is kind of the WWE's cheap shot thing, artist. I don't think the Young Bugs and Omega <laughs> really cared about that, but they just went with it, you know, being EVPs and probably weren't really pushing against it. But, you know, you do wonder if the WWE shots will be as much now with that gone. So. Um, yeah, and then the other piece of news I thought was interesting. Now, normally, Greg, you know, I wouldn't care if somebody's going to show up on Pat <laughs> McAfee. Like Brock Lesnar was on there, that was pretty cool. He was destroying the stuff and saying yeah a lot or what a lot like Stone Cold. But Vince McMahon appearing on Pat McAfee is pretty, 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 pretty big news, especially for hearing the rumors that. I'm even, yes, I'm chuckling to myself because, dear God, this cannot happen. Vince McMahon cannot wrestle at WrestleMania, no matter how hard we <laughs> Now, Austin Theory, though, does need an opponent, Greg. And, I mean, do I want to give him Pat McAfee? No. But what else is there right now? We, you know, we even said it. Who else is there to really... You know, put a really good shine on, you know, Austin Theory. So this is interesting because it, obviously there's going to be some storyline. It, it, this isn't Vince McMahon going on there to talk to Pat McAfee like in an interview. This is this is obviously storyline driven. Yeah. I mean, you know, why? It's like when Adam Cole showed up. Like Pat McAfee and Adam Cole weren't just talking in a real life interview. That was. That was to push the narrative. So, 
Uh, I mean, it is kind of cool for McAfee to get this kind of, you know, um, publicity out of it, you know, to get him involved in the storyline with his show. I mean, that's going to, you know, put even more eyes on his show. Not that they don't have much, like, you know, not that they don't have a lot of eyes anyway. <laughs> I mean, they just signed a $120 million deal with FanDuel, so obviously they're doing okay. But um, if this is leading to Vincent Pat, though, Greg, oh, my God, like, <laughs> it should be the pre-show, you know, and then who even goes like who even goes over because what does he even do? So, I believe it's all about Vince kind of talking up Austin Theory. I believe I wonder if Austin Theory would show up just to kind of play that up. So, um, how about your own thoughts on it? It's interesting. Definitely didn't expect it. Um, and I agree, it's going to be something that has, it's going to build on a storyline, but what storyline? Um, I would be more intrigued if Pat McAfee wasn't a part of WWE. Um, his, his show is big, one of the biggest sports podcasts uh, on in the country, uh, period. So it's already going to get a lot of uh, people listening to it, tuned into it. And even if you're not a wrestling fan, you know who Vince McMahon is. So uh, it's going to do a huge rating. And, you know, it's a good idea for Vince McMahon to go on just because, you know, it's more potential WrestleMania, WrestleMania um, eyeballs. So it's a great idea for him to do it. Now, what are you going to push? Like you said, I don't want him to be in a match for any reason um at the same time could it be you know your final lesson you know you have to beat me kind of thing in relation to austin theory oh you're thinking austin and vince yeah um it not the austin and vince that we would have thought exactly (laughs) (laughs) exactly in texas even um or or you know, that would be another interesting thing, you know, Austin versus Austin. Um, but that's not going to happen. But, yeah. <laughs> you know, the way he's been, you know, these are your lessons. And, you know, he's been sitting under Vince's learning tree. You know, maybe this is the final lesson. And it involves uh, Vince versus Theory in an actual match. Uh, it would be you know, intriguing in the way as a car accident is intriguing is that you don't want to look, but you can't stop yourself from looking. Um, So I can see something like that, or maybe he announces who Austin Theory is going to go up against, or um, there's, there's so much, it's definitely going to be a reason that I, I tune, I haven't listened to Pat McAfee's show for any reason. Um, I hear enough of them on SmackDown. I like him, um, but I haven't never been tempted to listen to his podcast. I live to enough podcasts as it is, but um, this is definitely going to have my attention to see what the big bombshell is. Because you know, if he's going to come on, he's going to drop something big, um, you know, to get those. Uh, Pat McAfee's audience listening 
or and potentially watching WrestleMania. So, so many ways it can go, but those are the two conclusions I'm going to give you right now is that uh, Austin is going to have a match against him or he's going to announce who Austin is going to go up against uh, at WrestleMania. And maybe that guy is the guy who's going to be his, you know, WrestleMania moment, his chance to break out and show he's, uh, you know, learn the lessons that he's been teaching him. So, yeah. Uh, Big Ben's got the question might drop that he is selling the company. You know, like we always say, Greg, until we see those words, WWE has been sold by Vince McMahon to blah, 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 blah. He's never selling. I mean, I just can't ever find a time, you know, until he's in the grave. Like, I don't, it just, it, like I said, until I see those words. Uh, <laughs> and even then, what, you know, that's a whole nother conversation. But yes, I mean, and I guess the, the most surprising thing would be if this is a legit, just interview. <laughs> I mean, who knows? Maybe, I mean, it's, it does sound like Vince loves Pat, so maybe he's like, oh, why don't I come on and do a little, little talk and just, you know, uh, but I guess that would be the, that would be on the rare end, uh, you know, the low end of what exactly could happen. But yeah, I feel like there's got to be more than meets the eyes here. And it's not just, <laughs> not just Vince talking to Pat McAfee, like Aaron Rodgers does every week, you know, it's, it's yeah. got to be a little bit more. So, um, hey, you know, me and Ben are on the same page as far as, uh, you know, end of the year, I I put it out there that WWE will be sold this year. Um, so I don't think he's going to announce it here. That would be a bad idea, you know, right before WrestleMania. Oh, by the way, we're selling the company. Um, so it's, that's not going to happen. But Ben, I'm with you that it will happen this year. Um, and I see Disney being the big players as far as who is going to buy them. Um you know, Disney has a big uh, chunk of ESPN or or has bought ESPN, at least their partners. ESPN already has a big stock in the UFC. So it's not like they're new to the whole uh, combat uh, situation. So this is just, you know, you have sports entertainment over here. You have mixed martial arts over here. Uh, you know, and boxing in the middle because ESPN does have a boxing arm. So I think in the end, Disney is going to be who ends up buying the WWE as much as I hate saying that sentence. Um, they're my leader in the clubhouse. So shout out to you, Ben. And I do think it's going to happen sometime this year, but not on this show and definitely not before WrestleMania. Well, you also wonder maybe NBC because NBC has their network already. I mean, who's to say they don't fork out a few more billions? <laughs> and that's the thing. Like, what is it going to even sell for? I mean, that's probably, you know, Disney would be an interesting because maybe they might actually build a Hall of Fame and, you know, buy Disney World. So that'd be kind of cool. Um, uh, you know, they got plenty of land. I mean, I've heard Disney has so much land in Orlando, we don't even know half the, you know, they have un, <laughs> they have untapped land for Disney World. So who's yeah. to say, you know, they could open up a little um, WWE Hall of Fame finally. 
Uh, let's see what Big Ben he says. I hope he never sells it. I think it should. Yeah, and that's the thing too. Like, it probably should stay in the family. It's one of those things. Is like, but then again, who's to say Stephanie doesn't want to sell it down the road? Or I feel like she, <laughs> I think we've already written Shane out of the out of the will, <laughs> out of the uh, everything. He was he was with somebody yesterday. I saw there was he came up in my Twitter feed hanging out with somebody, um, a, a Red Sox player, former Red Sox player. I can't remember, but. I was like, oh, look, there's Shane. How about that? So, um, yeah. Well, of course, the big fight will be Shane McMahon's got three boys or three girls or three boys. And then Stephanie and Triple H have three girls. So who knows down the road, <laughs> Greg? We might have a, a trios match for control of WWE because, you know, hey, you say, those kids won't if you get. <laughs> In their gender trios match perfect yes. or <laughs> with the with the contract of wwe hanging in the balance at rest at wrestlemania what what bigger match could you ask for just throw all the kids throw sky and monroe mizan in throw you know <laughs> uh, ronda rousey's baby in there we we're gonna have some up and coming baby you know kids pretty soon it's gonna be interesting to see in like you know tw 15 20 years like what what kids you know might end up in uh <laughs> maybe we might get the bella twins we might get mateo and and buddy um having a little simply like their their mom so hey, don't forget kids. jojo and uh bray they're gonna yeah, have a kid got, to throw in the mix kid. um trying to think because there was there was all the sarah logan's kid there's all these babies out you know oh the uh, maria and mike bennett there's a lot of babies out there that are uh looking to take Hook, Hook, is he still a baby? <laughs> he is still, still a baby. <laughs> so, all right. Um, that is all the news I got. Did I miss anything, Greg, that you might want to kind of drop out there that caught your eye that I might have missed? Mm, I think that's it so far as far as the new, new news. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do some uh, Rogue Energy commercial break real quick. And we'll get to Monday Night Raw and uh, what that unfolded on Monday night. So let's get started with some Monday Night Raw talk. First off, Greg, no Cody Rhodes at all. <laughs> so still kind of <laughs> waiting to see um, what I'm reading is. Right now he's a stay-at-home dad. So I don't know about that. Hopefully hopefully that kind of gets sorted out. You know, it seems like he'd be a bigger deal the night after Mania. You know, let him come back, get the heroes welcome, and kind of play off that. But even though there were a few spots I felt like I could have seen him you know, be involved in, um, but we'll, uh, we'll see where he ends up showing up. So, um, Paul Heyman, Brock Lesnar were out there at first. So we're getting Brock Lesnar defending the title 
uh, I think that's next Saturday night at MS, MSG. Yeah. But we don't know if it's Bobby Lashley because Lashley is out. <laughs> I mean, well, we do know it's not him because he's out officially. You know, they haven't written him off. They have not told – they told us he's in concussion protocol. He's getting shoulder surgery. So, obviously, he's out. So, I don't know who the hell, Greg, is going to take Lashley's place. Do you know – with your sources, who is taking Lashley's place? Not a clue. My my sources are mum right now. <laughs> um, it's it's interesting because I was look as we watched uh, Elimination Chamber and saw the uh, incident where Lashley gets injured. Like it didn't look like much, and um, you know, all of a sudden they're taking him out the match. So. It was very curious and, you know, it led for uh, Brock getting an easy win out of the out of the chamber. So it is curious to see who's going to come out of the woodwork. Um, I mean, it doesn't you know, matter, does it? I mean, in a way. No, but I was thinking, you know, this could be a window for a big return. I mean, what if it was Cody right here? But... The, you probably wouldn't yeah. want to co- have to waste that if he's gonna, just going to lose. Yeah, yeah, that's what so, I'm, yeah. That I've seen a lot of people throw that idea, like, we'll just have Cody, and like, it's not even going to be televised. Like, they're going to film, you know, probably to show off on Monday night. But you're going to, yeah. <laughs> I would hate to have Cody Rhodes in an unlike, <laughs> you know, appearance on a Saturday night. At Ma- now, Grant's Madison Square Garden doesn't get any bigger. Um, but at this point, I guess it doesn't, you know, maybe you throw AJ Styles out there. I mean, him and Brock have pretty good chemistry. True. You know, Seth and maybe you just do like Seth, Kevin Owens and a handicap. You know, like we said, doesn't it doesn't really matter because we know Brock is heading to a room. Like Brock's not losing until then. I mean, there's just to kind of pop a little. I mean, I don't remember. I forget. I I guess they haven't said. I mean, they haven't been to Madison Square Garden in a couple of years. I well, no, they did do a certain. They did do a SmackDown there because I thought that's when Edge and Seth fought. So I guess they have been back, but um, Mm -hmm. in a way, yeah, it doesn't. I guess it doesn't matter, but um, yeah. Well, we'll see who they throw out there. I mean, oh. Uh, Big Ben does have an idea. Throw Big E out there. I mean, I I like that, but yeah, <laughs> we kind of we we see where Big E's position right now, unfortunately. And yeah, you know. Anyways, so um, yeah. Well, how about uh, Alpha Academy beat our boys at Street Profits? Are we? I'm not. I guess we're not worried about the Street Profits. I feel like they could still be in some multi-team match at um wrestlemania because i feel like i feel like raw and smackdown are just going to throw tag teams in one match is that kind of what it feels like greg right now just because like on the smackdown side things you had the the viking raiders get taken out we don't even get that match elimination chamber you have biggie and kofi picking up wins you have um sheamus and ridge and then on the Smack or Raw things, you have you know Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens picking up wins. You have RK Bro, who you could throw in there. 
I think we're going to get multi-team matches on both sides of the fence for and it still it still makes me think Greg if you're going to unify the heavyweight titles we mm -hmm. might need a heavy we might need some sort of unification of these tag titles yeah I agree um there's only a handful of good real teams um on both sides right now um that we can really sink our teeth into and know that we're going to get a great match uh there's a lot of average to below average teams out there that they're trying to put over as being a big deal you know like the dirty dogs or the los lotharios of the world and uh you know there's we're not invested in those teams and there's a lot of those teams like that um so a good multi-man match with you know the proven teams yeah. uh in there would be the best and, and maybe even throw a you know make it a ladder match or make it a you know can make one a tlc or yeah. something like that just Give to add some extra juice yeah yeah so that would make it better than just being a basic triple threat or uh four way so do something like that it's wrestlemania you know do it big yeah um and well and then if you do it regularly i mean i hate saying it might as well be on the kickoff shows like because like you said right now i mean there's tag teams buying but it does feel very it just feels a little limited right now and like i said if you're going to unify because you know now they're going all in like the heavyweight title or the you know the wwe universal universal title they said unification match so now they can't <laughs> they booked themselves yep. in that corner you cannot tell us you can't have it like um the undisputed tnt title wearing two belts like <laughs> you better <laughs> give us one title and it i i've always loved the undisputed title look so if they bring that back greg i'm all in so um how about finn bauer and Tomas tomasa champa picking up a win over the dirty dogs it sounds like champa might just kind of bounce back and forth we brought this up greg i'm fine with that i think if you're you know if champa doesn't necessarily want to go up main roster full time you know why not let him bounce back and forth it can you know maybe finn bauer goes back to nxt and gives that pop there because i mean you know he's always been the heart he's he's won my you know, I hate to use the term Mount Rushmore, but he's always been one of my Mount Rushmore of NXT. So mm -hmm. um, pretty good win for them. And it's still, you know, then we saw in NXT, uh, Dolph Ziggler beat Champa, but Robert Roode showed up, which I brought up all along, Greg. Like Robert Roode was one of those, you know, big names in NXT. So it's cool to see him get a little shine down there. Um, what about Finn Bauer and Tomas Champa picking up a win there? Yeah, this this made me very happy because you know I've been hashtagging justice for Finn. Well, we um, also saw Finn involve something so, else later on in the night. Exactly, and it looks like he's he's finally getting his moment to uh, come out of the disasters of the past. Um, as soon as we saw Tommaso talking about needing a partner, I knew who he's going to be talking about, and sure enough, we got him Finn Balor, uh, looking like NXT Finn Balor. Uh, great match and finally you know putting some respect on his name putting him with champa and it's a good screen test for champa as far as being on the main roster and seeing what type of love he gets from 
the audience. The audience was down for it. Um, I was checking for the, you know, the poppy guy. They got really nice pop, especially after getting the win. And, uh, you know, like I said, I'd be all for him being on both brands, too, on NXT and on the main roster. But he's been long overdue for the main roster, maybe just because of his size or whatever. But, you know, the guy's a killer. And if you, you know, set him loose in the way he is now, he's going to be just fine. So hopefully this leads to him, you know, finally putting Breaker over all the way. You have one more great match, and then he comes up, and he's a member of Raw or SmackDown permanently. This is what I'd like to see because he deserves it. Uh, Meanwhile, Finn, you know, I want him to have that title or send him back to NXT where he was a killer once he got down there. Uh, But we need – a better fan than what they've been giving us um, starting from when he came back out of NXT into that disaster with Roman Reigns and the, uh, the losing streak that he was on. So I like this and I hope they keep it this way because this is what we have earned suffering through what they've done to Finn Balor lately. Yeah. I was, I was, we can just go that route too. I kind of I think I want Finn to get that U.S. title. It's one title he hasn't held. You know, he's got IC title. He's held a world heavyweight title. He's held, well, not tag team, but you know, NXT title. Um, and I think it would, you know, and it could still move up Damian Priest because I think we're ready for Damian Priest to be up away from the U.S. title, move up to that next level. Um, didn't do we maybe pull the trigger next week, or do you think maybe you wait till WrestleMania? Uh, what do you think, Greg? Does Finn Bauer get that U.S. title? Yes, he does. Okay. Uh, it, it, and they owe him. They owe him so bad. Um, this is long overdue for him, and so this you already made a change the type or had the title change hands on SmackDown with the uh, IC belt. And it's time to do the same thing on Raw um, here. Priest has had a good uh, handful of months with the strap. And like I said, it's time to, you know, put him against some bigger players. I already have an idea of where he's going to turn up um, once we get to it in our our recap. Uh, Since we were talking about it in (laughs) for going to let it cast. The bag where you talk about the edge and his open challenge. Mm. Okay. Uh, I was listening very close to that, and I heard a few. Uh, yeah, uh, just because I heard some Easter eggs in his promo, and it had me thinking of three names. Uh, first, when he was talking about, you know, who he wants and, you know, becoming immortal and everything. He mentioned the word phenomenal first. And like, oh, AJ Styles. I was <laughs> AJ Styles music to hit. Yeah. And then he kept going and then he talked about if you want to make your name, you want to, you know, and he said, make your name. Okay. Maybe this is Austin Theory. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of his promo, he goes, you know, wrestle me at, at uh, WrestleMania and you'll live forever. And what's been one of Damian Priest's taglines, live forever. And so that got me thinking of him. So if you take the, if Finn wins the the title from 
um, priests. You can set priests up against the edge, and you kind of have almost uh, early edge against late edge. As far as you know, they're yeah. the same size. They're the kind, same type of character. Being characters, yeah. Right, and those two that I think could have a great match, and that would definitely elevate Damian Priest more than having the U.S. title. So, yeah. I would. Uh, so, for those both of those reasons, I think this is why Finn Balor is going to beat Priest, and you can catapult. Uh, priests up into that big spot with Edge, so he kind of falls upwards. He doesn't yeah. lose anything by uh, yeah. by losing the title, mm-hmm. and you know he becomes more of a player by doing so. Well, like I said, yeah, and you know the U.S. title, the IC title, those used to be the stepping stone, and that's kind of lost that luster. Now it's time to like make it right with Damian Priest. You know, move him up see what he can do the next level. And I, like you said, I think it's time. Um, at least they've kind of got away a little bit from the, you know, like you said, the literal phrase that seemed like a little bit. So, um, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I think I'm still all in on AJ and Edge. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, if he did a triple threat, uh, <laughs> you know, that could be, you know, I know it would be different for Edge to do a triple threat at WrestleMania, but... You have, you know, he's got like he's turned into the Undertaker, <laughs> like we said. You know, <laughs> he wants to be the gatekeeper for WrestleMania. And I, I'm fine with that. I think we need somebody to be in that role. So yeah, um, yeah. Um, <laughs> the Miz and Logan Paul, the Mysterios. Yeah. Okay. No. <laughs> I just. <laughs> what else it. you got? <laughs> it's funny that now, of course, the Miz did say what. Um, I need a dashing. Somebody comes from a fighting family. Yeah. Well, he also used smoke and mirrors. So he did. cool. Cool that he was able to do that. Um, how about you know what I'm curious? Uh Rhea Ripley defeating Nikki Ash and Bianca Belair defeating Dewdrops. I'm thinking, Greg, I don't know what Rhea's gonna do at WrestleMania, but I almost want to give her Dewdrop and kind of let them have at it. I just don't I think they're kind of out in the outs, like we already know Bianca's going against Becky. Which will not main event as they've already announced many a times that it's going to be Charlotte and Ronda. It is, yeah, you know, it is what it is. And then Roman and Brock. I mean, we all knew this. <laughs> like it's this is never big breaking. It's it's breaking news, but it's not. But anyway, so but you look at Rhea's like WrestleMania path. I, I don't know where she fits. <laughs> Do you? I mean, I like I said, I threw out Dewdrop, kind of you know two hosses going at it. I mean, I probably would put Dewdrop over Rhea at WrestleMania just to give Dewdrop that next level. I mean, we've already seen Rhea kind of stake her day, stake her claim at WrestleMania, so I don't think she'd lose much. But you know, both these women are still at that newish level. So it's, but that mm-hmm. you know, I just can't see where else Rhea Ripley and even Dewdrop, if they want her on Mania, where she fits in. So um, I kind of threw those matches together. So what about? What about the women's picture, Greg, without the title involved? Yeah, I, I, they both should be on the card. Um, I'm bigger on Dewdrop than I am on Rhea right now, mm-hmm. just because they've they've done Rhea so dirty since she's come up. Um, they can't decide if they wanted to be a heel or a babyface, 
and the storylines that have been easily written have been botched so badly. Um, like the whole rematch with Charlotte. Uh, you know, you could have done so much with that and they didn't. And then the whole tag team with Nikki and just one disaster after the other. And now she's just kind of there and she's not special. Um, whereas on the other hand, you have New Drop. She's like a beast. She hasn't, um, even when she's losing matches, she's still getting over super strong. Um, and she's more believable, uh, more of a badass than Rhea is right now. Um, so a match between those two would be awesome, but I do think there needs to be another multi-lady match with some stakes yeah. on it to yeah. to put the uh, the sizzle there. Um, this is why why I wish Money in the Bank wasn't a a pay per view because a Money in the Bank with the ladies that are out of the title picture at this WrestleMania would be awesome. Um, but you can, you can figure some match to put in there and put some stakes on it to where would be fun to watch. Um, it's going to take, you know, the rest of the time between now and WrestleMania to, to build the storyline and, um, you know, build the heat, build the animosity between the competitors. But I think that's what you're going to need is another um themed match to you know put multiple ladies in there and give them some shine yeah and then finally uh well not finally uh dana brooke won another 24 7 championship by making out with reggie because you know why not and then seth freaking rollins and kevin owens defeated rk bro i'm still gonna call it greg i don't think we get rk bro at wrestlemania i think we gotta get them like not against each other sorry I think the breakup happens after WrestleMania and kind of is your summer summer feud. Um, I feel like it'd be a little rushed now. I don't know. I mean, I know there's still time, 30-some days away. But, you know, I'd rather let it kind of play out over the summer. I mean, especially since Backlash. You know, what better way if, if Orton turns on Riddle, Backlash as a pay-per-view? I mean, that works perfectly. And then SummerSlam, maybe Riddle gets a big win over Orton at, you know, SummerSlam. But um, are you still in the camp of it will be Orton versus Riddle at WrestleMania, or do you think they team up still? Uh, looking at how it's been playing out the last few weeks, I think now we're cruising towards Seth and KO against RK-Bro. Mm -hmm. And that's going to be the big match. That's going to be the title change. And then that's going to be the springboard for Randy and Riddle to break up. And then you uh, top it off at SummerSlam instead of at Backlash. Yeah. Um, you know, you have a, a couple weeks afterwards where, you know, the, the fracturing is happening and then the turn. And then you have a few more weeks to, to build it. And then you have the next biggest pay-per-view at SummerSlam to pay it off. So, um, so we're going to pivot off them having their one-on-one -on -one match at WrestleMania to their one-on-one -on -one at SummerSlam. 
and you have money in the bank, so maybe they're both in money in the bank. One costs the other. Uh, that's in July, so you got you know you got time. Um, that's why I was like, you know, I saw a lot of people in that camp of oh, they're going to have a singles match, and now, like you said, now that the timing has pushed it, I'm like, I just think it'd be it's not. I don't want to rush it, you know. Like, yes, it's there, but at the same time, I think you can have some layers to it. I mean, you could also have Riddle get tired of Orton, you know, maybe saying he's never been on board. I mean, we could almost do that type of switch. So, um, you know, so I, like I said, if they do a one-on-one at Backlash, I still think they play out through the summer. You know, maybe Orton gets the first win and then Riddle gets it back or whatever. So, um, yeah, so that's Raw in a nutshell. Uh, next up, let's talk some NXT. So, you know, we had, it, it was all about Champa, Ziggler, Robert Roode, and Braun Breaker. Uh, we'll kind of do the bookend. So we did have, Dolph Ziggler confront Braun Breaker. Uh, I'll be interested. You know, I think this does happen on TV at some point. We did have Ziggler beat Champa at the end, but we saw Bob Rude, Big Bob, involved with that, which I <laughs> I kept saying, Greg, I don't know why he's not involved anyway. It's NXT. Uh, and <laughs> right. then you had Braun Breaker involved. So um, I think, are we getting a tag? Well, we've already had a tag match, but um, I'm sure we'll get, you know, maybe another tag match. Maybe there's the stakes of, Whoever pins Braun Breaker gets a title match or something like that. So maybe you can have, you know, Ziggler get the pin somehow. And then, you know, you can do a TV match. So uh, any thoughts mm-hmm. on, you know, kind of the title picture there for NXT, Greg? Yeah, look, it's uh, – I like the way they're doing it with, you know, Ziggler and in, in just coming out to work work. And, you know, there's one banger of a match you can have right there. Champa's still – lurking you know the friend of my uh enemy is my friend kind of thing but he's still waiting to get his shot mm-hmm. and uh it's just where do you pay these off i mean i think ziggler is going to be another good move to get breaker some more street cred mm-hmm. uh, we've seen him beat champa uh, already and you know their rubber match is looming that's going to be the big match we're waiting for but you know, this is another way for him to prove himself before he gets to the big trilogy match with Champa. Mm-hmm. Um, so I agree that it's, it's going to happen on TV uh, within the next couple weeks, and then we're going to get the Champa match at Vengeance Day, uh, the Saturday Saturday of WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, how about uh, your your boy Greg Tokenell? Uh, to Grayson Waller, but we had San, Sanji or Senga involved. I still don't know where this is going. <laughs> like, you feel like I, you know, like we said, I think you got to put some sort of loser leaves title to it. You know, we haven't had one of those in a while. At you know the next NXT takeover, I think that's where you do it. Is that is that where you're seeing it too? Yes. Um... I'm fine with them taking L's right now just because they're going to keep developing the storyline. As you can see, even though he lost the match, uh, you know, by getting the trunks pulled, uh, you know, everybody saw it. They made sure to, you know, show you show that. But uh, it's going to keep the storyline going. And when he gets his wins, uh, it's going to be an even bigger deal. But it's going to lead to a big blow off. I think at Vision's Day with him and Waller 
And it, I agree, it should be a loser leaves town type match that you're going to be able to catapult uh, LA Knight up to the main roster, which, you know, I can't wait for. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's another foe vanquished for the evil Grayson Waller. Uh, you know, even if it's by cheating, you know, that's even going to be better for him because, you know, that's more heat. And whoever takes him out uh, at the end of it is going to be, you know, a made guy right off the bat. So, yeah, I think that's where it's going to go is that uh, we get a loser leaves, which isn't done often and definitely not done often in NXT. But uh, it's a means to an end, a perfect means to an end here. Um, LA and I, veteran can put put over Waller, mm-hmm. go up to main roster, and then Waller can, you know, keep on his role of, you know, taking out the favorites before somebody finally gets him. I was actually going to say, I wonder if Waller is North American champion by the end of the year, kind of going into next year. Any thoughts on that? I mean, I know Carmelo mm-hmm. is a heel guy too, but Waller's a little bit heel, more heelish. So, you know, I don't think he's that next. You know, I because that that gives Waller like next year to really build up that North American championship for himself. So true, and and that's the only problem with it is with Carmelo being heel also. Mm-hmm. You know, who's everybody going to root for? Yeah, um, that's true. Carmelo is more likable. Yeah, than Waller. Was, yeah. So I can see people, you know, getting behind him. Uh, especially against Waller, who's still the biggest heel on NXT. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, are they going to deliver a classic? I don't know. And that's the thing. I, I don't know I'd how they see it. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, let's talk about the Dusty classic for the women's side. Io Shirai, Kaylee Ray. No surprise there. I'm probably not even that surprised by Casey and Caden winning, Greg. I feel like they'll be that upstart team that they do lose. I don't know. I'm, I guess I'm still mixed about them. Like, they could go either way. They could lose the next round, or they could go to the finals. Uh, Casey and Caden somehow. I I just feel like NXT kind of believes in them. It's like they they don't all the way believe in them because you know they haven't won the <laughs> titles yet, but they still keep giving them shots, and they still kind of keep pushing them on TV. Um, probably too early for Ivy Nile. In her, you know, well, she took out her partner anyway, so <laughs> that shows us that Ivy Nile's all about herself, which is fine. Um, and Io Shirai and Kaylee Ray, I that maybe that could implode down the road, but uh, thoughts on the women's side of thing for the Dusty Classic, Greg? Uh, there's not much that I believe in with the women's side of it, it's uh, a bunch of random tag teams thrown together. Um, and, you know, you got Raquel and Cora as the favorites, followed by EO and Kaylee Ray, who really don't make sense as a team. Uh, so I'm calling my shot, and I'm putting my money on Casey and Caden. Uh, they've really come together. They've been teaming together for a long time, and they're finally looking good as a tag team as far as their tandem offense. Um their finisher that they used on the uh, this show was really uh, good looking on 
you know, on camera. Um, I believe uh, it was Caden that did the that the slam, and then Casey came off the top rope with a what was it like a 450 or something like that? Yeah, mm -hmm. um, it, it looked amazing. Um, so you know, you got some tandem offense like that, and the way they move, just their chemistry on screen is awesome. So um, I'm calling for the biggest upset with them winning the whole dusty yeah and that, like i said i feel like they it wouldn't surprise me if they won and it wouldn't surprise me if they lose the next like it's like you said they're kind mm -hmm. of either all in you know they're not all in they're just like well we'll just see what they can do um some other things duke Hudson defeated dante chin you know duke Hudson is slowly building his name up uh pete dunn next up for carmelo hayes cameron grimes defeated trick williams but greg let's get to this real quick Nikita Lyons is officially the most chipped pin ever. I don't know if that's official, <laughs> but um, and then how about Big E hitting the same pin yesterday on uh, on whichever <laughs> Los Lotharia? But uh, that pin of Nikita will be forever etched in everybody's brain. I I even saw women tweeting it out, so uh, you know it's a good <laughs> pin when that's happening. But not much else. <laughs> not much else really intrigued me about her yet hey nikita lyons how you doing yeah. man i mean just saying she she looked good the, ma the match was okay but she looked great um is she gonna hit that pin every time now well you know <laughs> she almost have to if if it's your thing now yeah she's she's got to she's got to get that over and Somebody uh called you her know. <laughs> I mean, that's awesome is she gonna add the stink face i mean well i know a lot of people would volunteer to take it so. <laughs> <laughs> that might be that might be an only fans <laughs> didn't wait bear bring up only fans as well some i i guess i wasn't listening heavy he did he did mention it who yeah who he's talking about though yeah uh, i just thought i was like really but anyways yeah nikita i mean and her gimmick is still like it's just a weird like you know she's like well i was on the road with my mom and dad who were rock stars and i'm tough and i'm like what, what is that like i'm like what does that have to do with anything most yeah. rock stars have a pretty nice bus or have a van i don't think it's just like you know it's not like the not like this um garage or this gang warfare for for you know rock yeah. stars to go out and do stuff but uh yeah and then how about Solo uh, get involved with the Creed brothers and, you know, even the odds with Imperium? I'm all for Solo and Gunther to go at it, Greg. How about you? Absolutely. You know, talk about a hoss fight. There you go. Um, we're all dying to just wait to see him become the third Uso. But yeah, uh, in the meantime, <laughs> right, in the meantime, a match against uh, Guta. And, the, and even even uh, I think it was either Wade or Vic that, that called him Walter. Um, so even the announced team is still not ready, used to it yet. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm here for that fight. So let's get that, you know, have a banger match with those two and call up solo. <laughs> yep. Get him up there because he's going to look great in the, as the third Uso. Like you said, especially if he can help, maybe he's 
you know, if Usos are barred, he helps Roman, or maybe he helps the Usos win the match. So, um, mm-hmm. I, th- I, th- I feel like it's coming up for WrestleMania. I think it's, you know, I hate saying it's time already for him, but why not? You know, because you don't have to have him wrestle necessarily right away either. I mean, you can well, have him just kind of do run-ins or, you know, be on the side. And then if you think he's ready, you put him in there. So, well, depending on who's or when uh, Xavier Woods is back, mm-hmm. you know, New Day and I'll know what the, right. And then, you know, you unveil him as the surprise third, third Uso. Man. You know, where it looks like it's going to be the Usos and Roman Reigns. And then you get maybe a a different random partner. And then you get uh, Solo in his place. Then, you know, you're big pop. If they announce it's a mystery partner, it has to be him, right? I mean, (laughs) it's like, what else? Especially, well, even if you're doing, what if if you're doing guys just bouncing back and forth? You know, why not have him do a couple months of both? And then if he's, you know, then you call him up officially, you know, even if you don't do it after Mania or whatever. So, um, yeah, I, I think he's ready. And I, I think they, I'm sure they want him, you know. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Can, there needs to be a can, big unveil for him, though. There needs yeah. to be a well, big reveal. True. Yeah. If we're not going to get Naomi in there, Greg, then give me Soldo. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. And then, like I said, we brought up Tommaso Ciampa getting defeated by Ziggler. I don't, you know, just a nice win for Ziggler. I don't remember the last time Ziggler's got a win in singles competition, Greg. So <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure it's been a while. So uh, that was NXT, though. I, I thought we also saw Andre Chase do a little um, him and Von Wagner. Eh. Yeah. Okay. So that, that'll lead to a match somewhere, but. And, we don't care. Yeah, yeah Von <laughs> Wagner. Ooh, he's got size, and that's about it. But all right, SmackDown side of things. Uh, we just got it started right off the bat. Rodman was out there with Michael Cole. Charlotte was out there. We saw Sonya Deville attacker. We're gonna get Ronda and Sonya, Greg, at this week's SmackDown or next week. Sorry, in Miami. I think they. I thought they said Miami. Um, are we going to do the one arm behind the back again for Ronda, or are we just going to make it a straight-up match? Nope, this one will be a straight-up match, because this was kind of a, um, you know, you stuck your nose where you didn't belong, now you, this is your punishment kind of thing. Yeah. So um, this is going to be a, a straight-up match, and I think Sonya's going to, you know, try end up with her arm out. back in the sling. <laughs> Right, she's going to try to weasel out of it. She's going to get caught, and she's going to end up in the arm bar. And Charlotte's going to be standing on the ramp watching while she um, twists yeah. on your arm on the socket. So, yeah, I think that's where that's going. But I like them doing an uh, interview segment with Rhonda, with Michael Cole, because it's because clear Rhonda isn't good enough yeah. uh, delivering a uh, promo by herself. So it was a good touch for to get the point across and make her look more baby face like. Yeah, she needs to be out there with like some, you know, her and Charlotte. Um, I mean, I don't think she's ever been good by herself. I mean, it feels like she's always had to be kind of heavy on the other person in the ring. So, um, mm-hmm. but you know, that's not who she, she's not a she's not a promo. I mean, it's so you know it's okay not to be, but you got to figure out how to work through that. So, 
Um, Big E and Kofi defeated Los Lotharios. We, like we said, this should be the end of that because it didn't look like Ridge and Sheamus. It's almost like Mortal Kombat style fic. They're just <laughs> moving up in, yeah. the, <laughs> in the tower. Um, I think Ridge and you know Sheamus should be a good match for them. I, I still feel like it's it's probably going to be Viking Raiders, Usos, Big E and Kofi and Ridge and Sheamus all at WrestleMania for the titles. Yeah, it should be. Um, like I say, it's, it's a shallow tag team division, but you know you got the New Day and the Usos there to anchor it. So mm-hmm. um, no matter who else you throw in there, you're still going to get a great match. So uh, I like Sheamus and Ridge, uh, their potential. I mean, it was you that brought up throwing Cesaro in there and, and having a better version of the bar, but that's not going to happen. Um, do they win the tag titles, do you think, at Mania? Sheamus and Ridge? Yeah. I, I wouldn't like hate it, but I think it's unlikely. Oh, yeah, I mean, they still got the ooze. So, and especially if Roman wins, they got to have all the gold. All the gold. So, um, Zia Lee, what do we think about her debut? I like the little kick at the end. I mean, she, yes. she almost hit him. She almost fell back. She Well, she did fall backwards on it. So obviously she, she was a little too into it. But, um, you know, the gimmick is still. I know. The, it's a little they too did cartoony. stop with the Raiden thing. I was going to say, it feels the, too uh, cartoony for me. Yeah, well, the whole windmilling thing before she throws the kick was. Yeah. I, I see what almost they're like trying Street to do Fighter. right there. Yeah, yeah. Street Fighter Mortal Kombat character. But that that wasn't necessary. <laughs> I mean, look at uh, Alicia Black, where he used to throw black mass. You know, you you set it up, you hit it, game over. I mean, you don't need all the 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 weirdness beforehand. So, um, you know, maybe this was the screen test to see how it looks. The cake, yes, keep it. The whole windmilling thing before you do it, no. Mm-hmm. But well, it's always like it's I always do. I always hated Natalia's like how she turns around before her clothesline. Like I, I'm like, does that even give it any? <laughs> like it never felt like it gave it extra of, you know. I mean, so like her discus clothesline they call it. I'm like, you know, you're not JBL, you're not uh, Brody Lee, <laughs> like, you know. Um, but uh, and we're getting it, Greg. <laughs> Sami Zayn, Johnny Knoxville, one on one at WrestleMania. <laughs> Uh, we are getting Ricochet in the meantime, though. I'm okay with that. I think I think Ricochet needs to, you know, be involved in bigger things time to time. So, you know, I like the idea that Ricochet's, you know, going to go in Sami Zayn. I'm sure it'll be a good 20-minute, you know, especially on SmackDown. He, he might actually get time to, you know, show off, you know. But, um, and then Sami Zayn in Knoxville, it is what it is. I mean. We kind of we've seen it coming from since Russell for since Royal Rumble. Just do it, move on, and then let Sami Zayn do what he's gonna do. Yeah, I I'd like it more if it was the other way around and we were getting Knoxville now and Ricochet at WrestleMania because you know the potential for having a WrestleMania caliber match. But yeah. now we're just talking about a kind of a comedy match. Mm-hmm. Uh, and another reason I don't like it is because. You got one match involving Johnny Knoxville and another match involving Logan Paul. So um, 
you know, that's that's too much Hollywood in one show as far as being in legit matches. Um, At least they should spread the, them out. Like, don't put r- them on the same night. True, true. And, you know, I give Johnny Knoxville more credit than, um, remember last week we talked about the embarrassments of mm-hmm. of yesteryear, and my number one was David Arquette, but at least you know that uh you know johnny knoxville can take a bump <laughs> um you know from <laughs> watching all this stuff he takes bumps yeah. he takes bites he takes um shots you know <laughs> <Paintballs>. numerous <laughs> yeah numerous projectiles to the face um so you know he's not going to be afraid of contact so i guess at least there's that but and at least they've uh, had some story to it. You know, you had Sami Zayn crash the movie. You know, if it would have just been yeah. like no no other stuff involved, I probably wouldn't have been against it. But at least, you know, we had, you know, like I said, you had Sami Zayn crash in Knoxville stuff. It'll even mm-hmm. still sneaking in. Um, you know, then you had Knoxville crash in the party last night, which we kind of all saw coming. Uh, but yeah. I, I guess I was surprised that, Sammy got as much as the upper hand as he did. Yeah. I mean, they have put a lot of time and thought into it. So I feel like Knoxville needs to get the upper hand because there's no way Knoxville's winning (laughs) winning the IC title you know, WrestleMania. I mean, if they do do that, oh my gosh, like Sammy Zayn needs to release whatever video is hiding. (laughs) (laughs) So (laughs) all that reciting, he'd be like, uh, but anyway, so. Speaking of guys that probably are headed for a low caliber WrestleMania match, my man <laughs> Drew McIntyre. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, Sir Paul's because the 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 forty is on ice, Greg, over here at my house. I agree. McIntyre's WrestleMania uh, match. My yep, only my... thought was, if it's going to be a tag team, I'm like, please God, give him Cody. At least give him that. But now I'm thinking that won't even happen. Uh, I mean, or just give him the handicap and let him kill both of them. <laughs> like, I mean, that, yeah. Yeah, I, well, first, I guess we're, uh, first of all, we're glad Matt Cap isn't dead. Yeah, yeah. Because that bumpy took it. Uh, the, the chamber was ridiculous. I mean, yeah. The I'm surprised to do that. No, I, I thought they were going to be throwing up the X for sure. I was waiting for it. And the fact that dude got up and finished the match, you know, was amazing because mm-hmm. there was there was no cushioning that blow. It was straight on his head and neck. And, mm-hmm. you know, his his arms were not down. His hands were not down. That was straight head first. And I think the whole crowd gasped when they saw that. So. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's a it's a great thing that he is so muscled and so, um, you know, hulkish as it is, because I'm think that's the only thing that probably saved his life. Um, you know, a, a smaller man would have his neck broken. Um, so happy that Madcap's okay, but um, you know, we we've, we've burned the candle out with him versus drew and now it's time for the one-on-one match to blow off and 
Sorry, Drew. The the forties in the chiller waiting for this match to kick off. Or give him money in the bank. <laughs> like he needs something after this. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um and he probably would cash it in right away because he doesn't need to hold it. <laughs> for you know what I mean? Like we're, like there's some guys that we know aren't ready and need to, you know, they use it as a means to another direction. But with Drew, you know, if he's the if he's the money to bank, like, you know, or cashing at a big like SummerSlam or something and let him after all this, you know, Baron Corbin and Madcap Moss stuff, because whoo. Anyway, yeah, he's so. he's still due a big reward for his uh, pandemic performance. So, you know, SummerSlam matchup against Brock or Roman would be would be big. You know, and it is in he, Nashville where he lives, so that'd be kind of cool to see him get. Um, I believe he currently resides there. Uh, him and Sheamus uh, live there, and Miro. So there you go. Got some um, got some international love in Nashville. Apparently, but, yeah. Um, Sasha Banks defeated Shotzi. Well, Greg, not not quite Shotzi's, you know, forty on ice yet. But I think Shotzi's <laughs> going to have to like do a little. And I feel bad because she just lost her dad like that. Like, what a way to come back and you know get, you know, squashed by Sasha. But on the other end, Greg, Sasha and Naomi teaming up, so that that. Um, takes out my idea that I was hoping for Sasha and Bailey against, you know, Lita and Trish. Uh, what about reforming Team Bad? Well, two-thirds of Team Bad. Uh, any thoughts on that? Uh, any thoughts? I'll let you go first because I don't know yet. <laughs> I need to talk yeah. through my thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I love it with uh, Naomi and Sasha getting together, joining forces. Uh, especially after that banger of a match that Naomi had with Charlotte. And I think that's one of those things that, you know, the, the front office Vince and, you know, everybody in the towers watching go, wow, okay. We forgot she could do this. So let's give her, you know, a bigger spotlight. And um, now she's getting pivoted out of the Sonya Deville role into a bigger role with, you know, Sasha and it also kind of an indicator for where Bailey is. Um, not ready. You know, if they're doing this yet. now, yeah, she's she's not close. So, um, you know, reforming team bad, like you said, and you know, going for a run with against Carmella and and Zelina. Love it, and you know, add some depth to a very shallow women's tag team scene. So yeah, absolutely, let's do that. Sasha can't get involved into the uh, title matches at um, WrestleMania this year, so this is the next best thing. Yeah, it does make you wonder about Bailey. Like, I mean, I see her; she's always working out and you know, look, working on that knee. Um, but once again, would it be? A, is it a bigger deal to come back? You know, like we keep talking about the night after WrestleMania, especially on Raw side of things. I think Bailey would be a nice you know, big force on there. So um, hopefully Bailey's ready, at least the night after Mania, to kind of show back up and, you know, like I said, get involved on the Raw side of things. Yeah. So, uh, and then finally, Brock Lesnar and laid waste to all of the security guards. Nothing beats Greg, the one security guard that was like this. And I'm like, <laughs> what in the world? Like, what is he doing? Come on, man. 
and then Brock using the table. <laughs> I mean, like, does it get any better than Brock using something? Like, let's give him <laughs> Angela. <laughs> Let him lay waste with some. So, um, I, I don't think there's. I, I'm 99.9% sure it's going to be Roman walking out with both titles, though, and you know, becoming the undisputed champion. Uh, just seems like it makes more sense. Uh, I don't know about that, but it's still Brock. It's, uh, exactly, it's, it's Brock. You can't you can't bet against Brock, and figure you know Roman's got the upper hand in both of their matches by Hooker Crooks so far, so Brock is due. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and this is a true unification. So. That, that was what I've been waiting for is that, you know, it's not going to be, you know, title versus title just insinuates you get the two champions going against each other with no repercussions. But the fact they threw unification in there finally, this is what we were talking about. You know, it only makes sense. Finish. <laughs> right. Can you imagine <laughs> WrestleMania, the main event, and they just give us a weird double pin or, I mean, they have to do a legit finish. Yeah, and you absolutely. Have that champion come out of it. You know, there'll there'll be a little snagging in there with Paul, um, but I think if you don't give us a clean finish, you know, as clean what as you can get with these three characters in there, yeah, they're they're going to tear Jerry World down because, mm-hmm. you know, this is what we've been waiting for. So, um, I'm not sold on Roman winning this match. You know, there's plenty of time for you know, a champ and then a rematch and so on and so forth. So, you know, you're not getting me betting against team Brock yet. Of course, Brock does. Brock has held that undisputed title back in the day and he looks good with it. So that's right. <laughs> I mean, but like, and if they do, I would love for them to bring that thing back. Cause I love, I love that. I've always loved that title. It's pretty simple looking. And I know everybody's all about the wing dinkle and, you know, the, the, um, like the attitude era one, but man, that undisputed one was pretty sleek. So yeah. my vote is for Ric Flair's 10 pounds of gold. Mm. Cause the that world. is a yeah. championship belt. Yeah. The, <laughs> the one that's, you know, like a giant belt buckle almost. <laughs> it's, it's uh Brock won't need a belt buckle. If he wears that. Right. Right. The, that was the cool belt buckle he was wearing with the, with his logo on it. But, you know, the original 10 pounds of gold from Ric Flair's Four Horsemen days, mm-hmm. you know, use that instead of the two uh, WWE logo belts. I think that would be my vote. But I think they would come up with some specially designed belt to that could be, yeah. represent the unified. You yeah. know, maybe it's red and blue or something, but, mm-hmm. you know, something to distinguish from the other A two. Purple. <laughs> A purple cruiserweight belt. What do you get when you mix red and blue? Purple. Uh, purple. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I remember when they brought that cruiserweight. I was like, Ooh. yeah. Yeah. I don't think that. No wonder why Neville didn't want. No wonder why Pac didn't want to hold on to that thing. <laughs> Enzo loved it though, but whatever. So, <laughs> all right, well, let's get in another commercial break. We got elite performance happening for us. Uh, Because if you want to be elite, you got to get to elite performance. 
I believe they have, like I said, their um, their weightlifting competition coming up uh, actually in March, which it's hard to believe, Greg, March is Tuesday. <laughs> Where did February go? I do not know. So um, we're, we're heading into spring and my favorite time of the year. It actually gets warm and nice outside. So uh, go to Elite Performance for all your elite needs. get some aw talk going on uh red dragon won the tag team battle royale battle royal sorry um we had what john silver matt jackson um ftr ftr dax left as like the final four correct yeah because you know they kind of i think i do like that type of idea that you know it's not the if you're if you're out you're out the whole tag team it's nope <laughs> it's the other guy still left so that's kind of a a nice way to do it but um probably not surprising that red dragon won now we'll get a another tag team battle royale right next week and that'll be the third team against right. red dragon and jurassic express i would assume the young bucks win next week craig yep agreed they're they're putting too much uh time into the rift to yeah not put the young bucks in there and i guess it makes you believe that maybe jurassic express somehow sneak out the win against both of them because in that way one doesn't get over the other yet but um i think that'll be fun to see red dragon and young bucks go one-on-one or go tag team against tag team sorry two on two um down the road and you know maybe that's a number one contender style match so um how about the mjf promo are we yeah. uh, are we supposed to be sympathetic for him or is this all a ruse? Yeah, it it was hard not to be sympathetic for him at the end of that promo because um you know we didn't get talked about it last week, but this was on the heels of CM Punk, you know, taking his uh pipe bomb pose in the middle of the ring and the, this is the day after Valentine's Day, uh, asking MJF to be his Valentine, meaning match. be uh, the second dog collar match in AEW history. You know, you want to be Piper in Portland. This is how we're going to do it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, won't you be my Valentine, meaning, you know, the most infamous match of Roddy Roddy Piper's career being the dog collar match with him and Greg the Hammer Valentine. And so he's pretty much saying I'll be Piper and you be Valentine and let's have this match. Mm-hmm. And he dissed on him by pulling out the um, old school pick of Punk and M- or young MJF. Looks like it was about 10 years old, 11 years old. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
there's an item by saying that uh, for you, this is the biggest moment of your life. For me, this was another Friday. Mm-hmm. And then fast forward to this past Dynamite, MJF comes out, responds to it, and talks about how he's always uh, bullied and disrespected and called Jew boy and mm-hmm. all the things. And, you know, you're sitting, you're listening to it and you're feeling what he's saying and you're just kind of waiting, okay, where's the punchline? When's it coming? And it's coming he's right going on and <laughs> right. <laughs> it is, he's dropping all these, this knowledge about young MJF and college MJF and uh, believing himself and being uh, all these things. And, you know, you, by the end, you kind of felt for him. It's like, man, this guy is good. You know, he's like the most evil person in all of wrestling. And, you know, he's making us feel for him. And there was no punchline at the end. You know, I was waiting for the, ha ha, I got you. You're all marks and da da da. But he didn't do that. By the end of the promo, he's crying. And Punk comes out, no music, and stands in front of him. And asks him without a mic in his hand, he goes, is that true? Mm-hmm. And he doesn't answer him, and he just leaves the ring. You know, very un-MJF-like not to have a response or a you know, snarky, better-than-you response. So it was very cutting. It was very, you know, you, you felt what he was saying. And at the end of it, you can't help not to feel for him, mm-hmm. you know? So to have skills like that game like that, I was like props to MJF. Cause that was awesome. And he left Funk standing in the room in the middle during looking stupid. So it, it was an interesting twist. I'm like, okay, what are you doing with this? Uh, are but you now it makes to... me think MJF's going to get the win. Yeah. Are, they, are you trying to do a, a double switch or a, a double turn where all of a sudden MJF becomes a favorite and Punk becomes a heel. I mean, uh, it's no. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think now I know we have predictions next week, but what you could do is Punk has a chance to just totally put him away, and you know has that second thought, and you either do MJF with the roll up or MJF with the low blow. Mm-hmm. I, I think MJF goes two zero on punk you know it, and then they're done like they're done for the time being you know you can't i guess you can get another match out of it but at the same time they probably need to be done if if mjf is up to oh in it yeah because so, what was you think of that promo how do you how do you feel about it i mean it, and that's like you said i kept waiting for the punchline and i just now that i think more about it, it's like and it was funny it's it's real like people screenshotted some Facebook post from MJF about getting hit after, you know, trying out for football, making it and football players saying, well, you don't belong here. And, you know, so you feel, for, you know, you do feel for him and he's never given us that yet. And like you said, it's going to be interesting to see what they do this week. Yeah. Like, do you, you you probably have punk come out and give a little spiel and maybe MJF just doesn't come out and you wait for them, you know, then we get the match on Sunday night. That's probably how I would book it. Um, you know, maybe maybe Punk tries to call him out, or MJF comes out and doesn't say anything and leaves. You know, that type of, you know, that type of booking. So, but I do think we're getting the real MJF. I know you got too much stock in MJF as a heel, 
and to get two yeah. wins over CM Punk, because you could still make Punk maybe have an edge and be like, okay, you know, I'm not going to fall for that or whatever, you know. I know you probably look stupid again, but, you know, I I think the bigger deal is MGF going up 2-0 because he was 2-0 against Jericho right as well, I believe. Yeah. So MJF being 2-0 against Jericho and Punk, I mean, what more? <laughs> he could just retire and be like, I'm good, you know. <laughs> I'm, I'm retiring at 25, you know, or whatever. But, um, yeah, you do feel like it was interesting to see him really break down that that fourth wall in a way and give us real life stuff. And then CM Punk's way of, you know, like you said, no music, just coming out there and be like, is that true? Is that true? And just being stood at the altar, <laughs> being stood up, at, you know, no answer. But yeah. Um, yeah. So, and the dog car match, like I said, I feel like Punk, since Punk is calling for it, like we always think the person who ever calls for the match, Greg, never <laughs> usually doesn't win. <laughs> so yeah, I think I think we're gonna get Punk or we're gonna get MJF up 2-0 on him. So um speaking of debuts, we saw Buddy Mur- Buddy Matthews. Sorry, I started to say Buddy Murphy. I've been called for this for a while, Greg, and he finally shows up. Yep, uh him and Alistair Black must be pretty good friends uh, for them to keep uh, aligning themselves. You know, I don't you know, I never really see anything about that, but uh the lights went out, Buddy Ma- Buddy Matthews is there. Late, you know, we think he might lay out Alistair Black. Or sorry, Malachi Black, but he ends up taking out Pac or Pentagon, whichever one he did. And what about uh Alex being some weird looking uh Pope like feature? Or you know, <laughs> he's changing up his look a little bit. So uh we're just waiting on Phoenix to get back so we could have a good old trios match. Uh, but what do you <laughs> think about the match there? And what about Buddy Matthews and up AEW? I like it. Um when he first came out, I thought this is going to be going against him because thinking back to those matches that they had on Raw, they were awesome matches and they were so good. They ended up being like a trilogy of matches. Mm-hmm. But when he went up against then Alicia Black uh, on Raw, those matches were five star bangers. And so obviously great chemistry in the ring. And uh, once he came out, and you know, big reveal. And then there's another thing: can we stop with the whole blackout thing? It, there, are too many people are getting the blackout treatment. I mean, it's better well, do the the hooded one week. Like, I still think they wanted Brody King to debut that one week, and then mm-hmm. you had the Ray Phoenix injury, so you had to call it audible. But yeah, yeah, there. You know, like you said, there needs to be no more. I mean, or if you're going to do right. it, it has to be somebody. It can't just be. It can't just be, <laughs> it can't a be Buddy out. Matthews. <laughs> well, yeah, I know. I mean, but it makes sense because we kept thinking he'd probably align himself with somebody because nobody shows up on their own anymore. Right. Um, so I I like the reveal. I mean, it just yeah. it doesn't deserve the, the whole blackout thing and they need to stop doing the blackout stuff as much yeah. but anyway um the fact that he aligned with you know the house of black is not a surprise even though i expected him to go the other way once he put himself between uh pack and malachi then it kind of saw it okay here comes the the cheap shot yeah. and uh 
so it's a formidable formidable trio now and uh, i love pence's new new packaging i Obscura. mentioned to you on the last uh show once he showed the uh or two weeks ago when they went to the graveyard pulled out the old lucha underground mask and um had the whole new entrance which i thought was pretty awesome um i'll be honest i thought it was vampiro that came out with him because <laughs> I, no, yeah, I, yeah, I couldn't tell what the yeah what alex until he showed his face i was like oh he just had he had pretty good makeup on to look like a creepy um yeah mortician or something i don't know what he was going for all right yeah, the he's doing the whole pale face thing yeah like, like a ghost the band that's what i kind of thought of if you yeah. know that kind of heavy or darker uh band i've not listened to them but i keep hearing about them so um yeah i thought that was a pretty interesting way to go for um alex give him something mm -hmm. different to do too yeah and uh and repackage pentagon loved it you know and they they did a good job putting over the gimmick by saying you know this was he's him going back into his dark side which is him pulling out the the mask he thought was buried forever and um you know back to his kind of darker roots so love that the the whole entrance was pretty fire he didn't get to do much in the match as far as showcasing you know what is more darker side to do but the, yeah yeah but i'm sure that's that's to come but um could Phoenix pick back sooner than we think, too? I mean, if you're having House of Black with three members. You I don't think, know what I mean, he, I don't know what they said he was out for, though. Well, it's dislocated elbow from okay. what I've what I heard. So, okay. and it's been. I'm trying to think of what the month i would say about a little over a month ago maybe okay so probably um, still a little bit away i'm out yeah so but can, probably not too far or maybe wrestle with some sort of um padding on it and just watch it i don't you know yeah i i couldn't remember what they said i thought it was a leg and i was like well leg goes always <laughs> legs are never a good you know that's out months yeah you know, mostly but um, um, if it's his I like the new name, um, Penta Obscuro. It's kind of El Cerro Meadows. It, it sounds better. Yeah. Um, yeah. We need. We just need to call him Penta. And, uh, one one of those times, Greg, that we need to shorten somebody's name. I know people get mad, <laughs> like when we shorten people's names, but uh, sometimes you need to. So um, that's yeah. why that's the WWE um, faith and our fandom and me talking about. What about Chris Jericho and Eddie Kingston? Um, a good back and forth. I thought Eddie came out bigger in it, obviously, and that's mm -hmm. the plan. Yeah. I thought Jericho was grasping it. I don't know. It didn't seem like Jericho really was confident what he was like. I don't know, trying too hard or I don't know. It just didn't come out as like Jericho. And then, of course, you know, um, um, Sorry, Eddie had the line of the night. Give me the Jericho that Levesque hated or whatever. And yeah. I don't know what I mean, I get it. You know, I'm sure they butted heads a lot, but um, so that should be interesting. I I like you know, and I've heard him want to bring back the pain maker. So you do wonder if it might 
bring that back to kind of, you know, bring his character a different side of things. But I don't know. What did you think about Jericho? Mm-hmm. I just thought Jericho seemed a little off a bit, like almost trying too hard. And too, it's yeah, I agree. too much inside the terms. Like, how do we feel about that stuff? Because a lot of casual fans don't know these terms. Do you think that ter- that it, I don't know. What do you yeah. think about the use of that? Well, I think Jericho is slowly going back to his more heel side. Uh, just painting him as a loser. You know, you always be a loser. You can't win the big one. Um, kind of thing. That's the type of things a heel would say. And uh, I do think he, he lost the exchange as far as uh, the back and forth goes. Uh, Eddie really hit home with some of the stuff about, you know, Leave the, we're not doing sports entertainment here, and mm-hmm. you know he. When any any case and talks, you feel the real, mm-hmm. um, and you can tell the big difference between how these two um, speak Approach. when they're on the stick. It it's uh, a, a night and day, and just everything he said was you know deep burns. Uh, every time, so, and the crowd was feeling him, and so Jericho kind of leaned into it and just played onto the, you can't with the big one, you can't, you'll never be on my level, you know, all stuff heels would say. So I think this is going to end up Jericho pivoting into being more of a heel, and um, you know, by cases said, give me old Jericho, give me the one Levesque hated, the one that. Uh, shook things up in WCW, which was another great line. Uh, mm-hmm. Turned WCW upside down, I think is what he said. Yeah. Um, you know, he's going back to give me Lionheart, give me, mm-hmm. you know, the guy that they viewed in Chicago against The Rock, you know, that that guy. Yeah. Um, so I think that's that's where it's going. Is that mm-hmm. we're getting Jericho going back into being his kind of heel mode and turn back the clock. Exactly. So like you said, current Jericho is not going to, is going to get destroyed. So give me small ponytail, uh, top ponytail. <laughs> or top yeah. The one, top knot, top, top knot. Sorry. Jericho. Yeah. Um, I would think, and I, like you said, I, I mean, this is one that I'm like, Eddie Kingston has to go over. Like, mm-hmm. But we, but we got a pretty solid um, revolution ready to go next week. Like, um, you know, we'll get into the main event there in just a second. But, um, you know, we got the we did have Starks, Ricky Stark defeated Vance to may, etch his name into the face of the revolution qualifying match. I'll be honest, Greg, I would like to see Vance pick up the upset win. I don't think Ricky needs in there. You know, I, he's got FTW well. He has Team Taz. I thought... You know, especially with the hosses in there. Yeah. And now we do have Orange Cassidy after last night. We have, you know, Ricky Starks. We have, what, Keith Lee, um, Lance Warlow. Archer, and Warlow. Mm-hmm. Is there six people going to be in it or five? I can't remember. I think there's six. So we'll have one more probably match, like a last spot maybe. Because right now there's five. So maybe they'll do another high flyer type. Just, but I would like to send Vance pick up the upset. Did, were you in that camp at all? 
Uh, I was fine either way. I'm not really invested in in Tanner, even though I saw that putting him in there, you have a the opposite of what we usually get in yeah. these ladder matches, which is like a, a bunch of, of <laughs> you know skinny, you know 150 pound guys. In, instead of you have a match full of of horses, like you said, and uh, that would have been an interesting, you know, turn from the usual. But um, you still pretty much have that because half the field is going to be the that's horses. True. Yeah. So, um, you know, Keith Lee, Lance Archer, Wartlow, uh, Hobbs. Is Hobbs in it? I think Hobbs is in it. No, I think Stark's got no. in it. Okay. I, I think Hobbs is, might go against. Remember, Hobbs and Keith Lee kind of had the backstage segment. No, Hobbs beat Dante Martin. Oh, he did. So he's in it. Oh, so there's our so, six. So, so you do have four. You have four okay. horses in there. Okay, and with Orange Cassidy and Ricky Star. Okay, then I'm okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I guess if you would have done all, like if you would have done Vance winning and then Orange Cassidy, yeah, that would have been a little. <laughs> that would have looked funny. Yeah. Orange Cassidy probably would have won, but whatever. Um, so yeah, I, I guess, you know, I just would like to see Vance and feel it's, he's a guy that I feel like they're, they're like, you know, we're going to give you a little something and see where he could go, but we're not going to give you all of it <laughs> like that. push yeah. and start, You know, um, but well, speaking of Brian cage, by the way, <laughs> starting, so, you know, talk about <laughs> starting and stopping, but anyway, so, uh, Jade picks up a win, Greg. No surprise there. 28, no, 27 and no, whatever it is. You know what? Um, sorry, go ahead. And I don't know if you saw this during that match, but Jade really lost that match. Um, there was a spot near the end of the match where she um who was Jade wrestling? Uh Bunny. Bunny, yeah. Bunny. Yeah. She hit a move right next to the ropes, went for the pin. Aubrey counts one, two, and then she stops before uh, she hit so three, and then Jade threw her shoulder up. Yeah, she was true. way I off. I forgot. Yeah. So I was yeah. like, I rewound it, rewound it three times and watched it just to make sure. But yeah, she missed it. She missed the, the, uh, the kick out. I'll throw it on the bunny because the bunny's like, oh, you're going to see a whole other side of me. And we didn't. Did we? <laughs> I don't know. I'm saying Bunny should have been yeah. the champ, but because <laughs> uh, Jay totally missed it by a mile. And that, you go yeah. back and rewatch it. And so, that happens, you know. And I, I mean, I'm. I know yeah, that. but it was. Yeah. It was very, very, very obvious. Now I'll be on Botchamania. <laughs> yep. <laughs> For those of you who watch that, so. Um, yeah. But but Aubrey stops. Get... And then Jade yeah, like, comes up like two seconds later. It's like sometimes when the referee almost has to help them, you know, get their. Uh, well, the best is the old school days, Greg, when they do the checking if they submit it. Remember, sometimes a ref would like hold their hand, like up right. in the middle of the air and be like, okay. <laughs> and their hand would, you know, <laughs> always Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan was always the big guy. I remember that one. I'm, mm -hmm. you know, I'm, I get, you know, and like I said, I saw it because it was like the longest two and three quarters count ever, you know, 2.9999. But, um, you know, yeah. I just yeah, she could count to four, is what I'm saying. Probably, probably ten. <laughs> Anyways, so uh what about Brian Danielson, Garcia? I mean, it wasn't a bad match. It 
it felt like they didn't have like you know he he brought the violence out of Garcia here and there. All obviously we're all about Moxley and Dan, Brian Danielson, and I think they're going to team up. I feel like you're going to get the handshake at the end of their Revolution match, and that's really all that matters in that storyline. You know, um, Garcia was just kind of there, you know, as the next person up because that's who uh, Brian mentioned who he wanted to wrestle. So uh, yeah. the match wasn't bad. It, but it wasn't, it, it felt like it wasn't, it never found its footing to my mind. It was just kind of, you know, going through some motions just trying to pick up here and there, but um, maybe I miss, maybe I just didn't see it that, you know, maybe I didn't see it in the right way. Greg, what about you? No, nope, I agree with you is that it was okay match. You know, Can it was fine to kind of, maybe, do you think we put too much hype into, I don't feel like we did, but. No, I mean nobody expected Garcia to win or anything, but no, of course. Not. Um, as far as being, um, you know, more violent, like Danielson wanted, you know, he showed some things, and it was it was a good match. I mean, but that's what you're gonna get with, you know, somebody as green as he is. But they're kind of showing that he's a, uh, he's still pretty raw, yeah, and which is the point. You know, he is like with, 25, right? Or 24. Like he's, he's young. <laughs> so, yeah. So it was, it was a good match. It was fine, but it proves Danielson's point. Mm-hmm. So, you know, let me coach you up, show you how to do this, and, mm-hmm. you know, you'll be a killer. So, and I agree with you. It's going to end up with him and Moxley having this insane match. And then they start in their own factory and, bringing in you know garcia and the guys that are talking about and doing a whole uh faction type of thing yeah yeah because everybody has to have a faction <laughs> in aw <laughs> we can't have we can't have singles guys so uh, yeah uh well i mean but then again if you bring in cesaro in that route i'm all in on that raid i know that <laughs> i think about it uh-huh. so apparently they're pretty pretty good friends with brain you know brian danielson and cesaro so uh, that's true that'd be, that'd be a good little uh get so um and then we did have rampage last night um sammy guevara defeated andrade you know good opening match another win for sammy guevara we'll have to wait for the face of the revolution match for his next challenger i believe because that's you know that's happening some days so um any thoughts on the match there greg no good match um I half expected Andrade to win, but uh, oh, really? you know, <laughs> yeah, for some reason I was kind of thinking that Andrade was going to win by, you know, with all the uh, HOF, all the particulars outside there, HOF, whatever, yeah, right. Everybody at ringside, you thought there's going to be some shenanigans, but it there's some type of weird power struggle you can tell with. It looked like Hardy was pushing his Andrade's foot off the rope so he would get pinned for some reason. Um, there's some weirdness going on there. So and we're gonna get and um, Art Darby Sting and who else? Because it's gonna be that Tornado Trios match, remember? Right, right. Is it Sammy? I need to look up. I think it is Sammy. Well, we're getting the obviously tornado. Um, 
uh, tornado tag because Sting is there. <laughs> you probably don't want Sting to. Are we going to finally get? Are we going to get another incarnation of Broken Matt though? That they've been teasing that too. They have been, but are at the same time, till, we wait till Jeff Hardy gets in there. Right, like I said, at the same time, we just posted last week that video they recorded uh, Matt and Jeff together, uh, alluding to, you know, one more run. Mm -hmm. So I don't see them doing it as Broken Matt and Brother Nero. Uh, I think it's being more... Uh, it's going to be, I think, closer to the team extreme than, okay. than Broken Matt and Brother Nero. Like a retirement tour, <laughs> like Possibly. the band's going out. The band is it's Kiss <laughs> going out for their fifteenth retirement tour. Um, yeah, I mean, he has been teasing it, and I there was a video somebody posted of him saying delete. I mean, wouldn't we love to hear Brother Nero? I knew you'd come, or you know, I know you, I knew you'd come. Like some point, it would be funny. Yeah. So, um, or they could do some different incarnation of it you know like you maybe not i don't yeah i mean i feel like if we get team extreme it makes sense because then it'd be then but then they'd have to be done after that like you know i'm done yeah. with the hardy boys as a team so um sarita deep and wardlow they won um and then anthony bowens i put cursed by orange cassidy because we saw danhausen up here we have yet to see danhausen wrestle I'm waiting for that day, Greg, since like you, <laughs> I think we both yep. said we have not officially seen Dan Housen wrestle. Um, no, we haven't. He has, he has done a lot of cursing of people. So um, Orange Cassidy in the time, in the face of revolution match makes sense. Um, private, I mean, uh, the acclaim, they just keep getting the singles matches though, don't they? I keep forgetting their tag team, but every time I see them, I feel like they're doing one-on-one uh, -on -one matches. So it's like, okay. Are you going to go in on them at some point, you know, really get them moving as a tag team? Um, but Orange Cassidy picks up the win. So that is my <laughs> Rampage review in a nutshell, Greg. How about yourself? <laughs> uh, I did like the, the match at the end. Uh, Orange and, and, and Bowens, especially uh, word to your mother, was a pretty funny spot. Real quick, do we like Bowens better than Max? I think in the ring, or yeah, um, Bowens seems more legit than than Caster. Just is rapping and not it very well. Like a, oh well, my, yeah, his his raps he needs to go back into work with Dre and Eminem, and <laughs> <laughs> he needs to go back to the, ask the Super Bowl performers because sometimes yeah he. Uh, he has some misses definitely with that. Well, it feels yeah. like with his wraps, he's trying to hit too far over the line and they don't really right. land. Like, I think if you just did a fun, you know, maybe towing that line, I think it'd be a lot better. But I feel like he's trying to push too much. And a lot of times, like we said, they just don't, it doesn't go over. So, right. His line this time, but by uh, the best friends doesn't have any black people. <laughs> was kind of funny yeah. that that got a reaction from the audience but um especially during this yeah. month i guess that makes sense <laughs> yeah it's uh 
they're usually more misses than hits, though, by a long shot. But but Bowens does seem like to be the more, you know, legit member of the two. He might be the so, Shawn Michaels, not Marty Chinetti. Right. Not that he's going to be on Michaels' level at all, but you know, <laughs> that's our that's our Mendoza line of tag teams. So. Yeah. All right. Um, was there anything else from Rampage that you wanted to touch on that I might have missed? No, I think we got it. All right. Well, let's get into our last commercial break, and then we will get into our last call about The Undertaker. What is up, everybody? It's your boy Dan over at BWSports1.com and Black and White Sports. And I'm wondering, if you're ready to buy or sell that home, now's the time, and I got just the person for you. Mr. Sean Nugent, a.k.a. Rockstar Realtor himself. 317-503-8322. Put that home on the market. Get into your dream home with this man. Talk to Sean at Talk to Tucker today, 317-503-8322. And make sure you tell him the boys over at BWSports1.com sent you. So this is my fault, Greg. I think it was your turn for the last call, but I forgot to mention that to you. So I will do the last call this week, and then you can have it all next week. And I know <laughs> you're good for a double part, so you can give us the double shot next week if you'd like to make up for it. But I figured you might go this route as well. Who will induct the Undertaker first Hall of Fame induction? Have at it. Who do you think will be that speech? A lot of interesting possibilities. Mm-hmm. Um, there's the obvious, uh, Michelle McCool. You know, she could tell some really interesting stories, especially about the behind the scenes. Um, you know what that's been like. Um, then you have um, you know Kane, which would be an obvious choice. But that's not where I'm going. I'm going to go. And then there's the the whole idea of a I've heard about a uh, Paul Bear hologram, which if they could pull it off would be interesting. But <laughs> I've seen that, that a, a few times. Under, that would be the most Undertaker esque thing ever if they had a Paul Bear freaking hologram. Oh my God! Like, oh. sorry, I can't. Yeah. <laughs> you know WWE production. As as rock stars as they are, I wouldn't hate it as long as they could nail it. But I mean, you would have to nail that. <laughs> like, yeah. My my choice though is going to be Mick Foley. Yeah. Because you go back to Undertaker's most iconic moment, and that's throwing him off that cage, mm-hmm. and that match. Um, you know. I still remember where I was when I saw that moment happen. Um, this is when pay-per-views were truly pay-per-views and you had to pay 60 bucks to see it. And instead of uh, paying 60 bucks, um, I knew a sports bar um, close to where I lived and they showed all the pay-per-views and uh, went there with a bunch of friends. They had giant uh 
monitor TVs on all the walls, and it was a big deal. Everybody was, uh, it was place was packed every pay per view Sunday. And when that moment happened, the whole room gasped because at that time we'd never seen that before. Uh, We'd seen tons of cage matches, we'd seen blood and guts, we'd seen, you know, all the things you can do into it from a cage, except a dude getting thrown off of the cage and not into the ring but (laughs) off the cage through a table and you know shout out to jr the way he called it you know (laughs) it's broken in half and you can see his tooth sticking out of his nose and uh you know we were very concerned for his health at that point because uh you know all you saw was shards the table and him bent up into the fetal position and Undertaker standing at the top of the cage looking at him. And then the match continues and he gets back up and he climbs back and he chokes slams him through the cage. Mm-hmm. And the, the cell gives and he crashes to the mat. And um, depending on who you talk to that was or was not planned, um, mm-hmm. I'd have to feel that it wasn't because the way he hit the mat, I don't think he was ready for that. But that is the biggest, most iconic moment, I think, of his career. That's the one thing we all remember about it. Um, and, you know, the other epic matches they had, the boiler room matches, the um, all the different gimmick matches that they had. Uh, I think that Mankind, Cactus Jack, was the biggest rival for The Undertaker and the most iconic uh, of all of his feuds and he's had some awesome ones so uh, I think that he should be the one to do the speech for the Undertaker when I go this is why I wish that they could do all Undertaker the whole Hall of Fame because you could do multiple like you said you have and maybe they'll do it on Smackdown maybe throughout the night you can have you know, Shawn Michaels say some words, Triple H say some words, Mick Foley say some words, uh, you know, all the Roman, I mean, even Roman could say some words about him. I mean, they, <laughs> they work to get, I think it's going to be, um, no, well, well, oh, Kane. I think it's going to be Kane. I feel like that just, you know, have Glenn Jacobs out there thanking him for all his time together. Cause like Glenn, you know, he said, I wouldn't be anybody if it wasn't for Taker. You know, who's to say, I feel like Shawn Michaels would still be somebody. Triple H probably would. I mean, Mick Foley probably owes a lot too. Um, but this is why I said, I wish we could get a multi-man, multi-woman. <laughs> I mean, you could have the women speak on them too. So hopefully I'll smack down that night. They'll do some vignettes for that. So uh, I think it's going to be Kane. But if, it, you know, it, it's just going to be fun to hear take or speak kind of open-ended on that end you know we've mm-hmm. had the um the uh the documentary crew with him uh whatever was that two summers ago the last ride yeah yeah and you know it's been a while since we've kind of heard him talk like that so you know because i always thought how in the world do you induct him so it kind of helps that they've given us that now because now he doesn't have to be undertaker he can be mark callaway and kind of talk that up so yeah. Yeah, that package that they did on him. Uh, oh, we're going to see that for the next six weeks, Greg. 
Holy, <laughs> so, hey, that is five minutes of my life I will happily spend true, yeah. every day because I that like package is amazing. WrestleMania, but. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, but right now that's yeah, that's amazing. We're gonna be a better one. So yeah, uh, and he should he should go in by himself. I I hope that he is just Z class because he is the one person that has transit transcended the whole WWE. And it, when you look back in the record books, as far as, you know, the hall and fame inductions, you know, five people, six people, five people, six people, whatever, that one year you had one guy go in and that guy is the undertaker. It just this, the one thing that sticks off the page. If you looked at it chron- chronologically, True, true. And you look at it chronologically, this one year, mm-hmm. just this guy. And that's the way it should be. There shouldn't be anybody going into his class because everybody's going to be there, overshadowed. Like I said, if they're going to do it, then after SmackDown, they just have it just be him. You know, maybe right. give a little package for everybody, and then he gets the last, you know, 20 minutes or whatever. And then you could have, you know, a few people speak on him. Even if it's pre-recorded, and then maybe somebody does it live, you know, Mick Foley does it live. I mean, I would say Vince, but I've heard Vince never wants to involve himself, you know, outside of the behind the curtain for that. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah. But Vince has to speak on something on it. So, all right. Well, that's yeah. all I got today, Greg. I kind of cut this short at the end because got to run and get some things ready for the rest of my day. But uh, thank you for being on here with me, of course, and. Uh, we got revolution next week. I I just now realized it, so we're gonna be predicting that up next week. Hey, sounds good to me, man. And I Always give a pleasure, you the man. Double, the double fister of next week for the last call. So you make know it, it good. Behind the All bar, right, well, pouring up. Let's go. All right. Well, let's have a good one and talk to you guys later. Peace.